Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you on this Monday morning. We hope that you're going to have a great week. Open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. You can watch this show and all the shows on YouTube, youtube.com. Make sure you subscribe to the ESPN Chicago channel on YouTube and also on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. We see you on hold. We're going to get to your phone calls momentarily because there's a lot that happened over the weekend, including Peter King, who's going to be retiring soon. Peter King suggested that the Bears could trade the top pick. It's what we've been talking about a lot on this show all the time about the Bears uh, looking to be able to lock in that pick or what they're going to do with that number one pick cap. I think that the Bears are going to hold on to that number one pick and and get Caleb Williams as their quarterback. And, of course, there's always choices. The Bears have one and nine, but I just think that's more prudent to look at one and say, get our quarterback, and then you want to play around with nine, go up or go down on the player that you want, you can do that. You yeah. have choices. Yeah, Albert Breer, we mentioned this earlier. Albert Breer said that Marvin Harrison's not coming to the combine at all. Not going to do any testing, no running, no nothing. He's at school, and he's training, and he's good. And you know, some people are offended, but they said, you've earned that right when you're as talented. Mel Kuyper has him the number one prospect in all of football. He wants to be in class, and he's being advised by a Hall of Fame receiver who happens to be his father. You're not going there. It's not a new story. That, that story is not new. We've been talking about this for years of certain picks, especially at the top of the draft, that will say, yeah, I'm not going. You can talk to me. We can have our interviews. But you know what I could do. Turn the film on. He'll have a pro day mm-hmm. at Ohio State where it's more controlled on their campus. Who's throwing to the whole deal? So I would take the quarterback at the top, whoever that is, whoever he decides is the best. And then if I can move up somehow, some way, what's the cost to go up and get one of the receivers? That would be amazing. Yeah. Amazing. You're just trying to fill those holes on your roster. You went from three to seven wins, and nothing is guaranteed. But it, but it's about improving your roster. We just talked about around the NFL at 818. We talked about the amount of money that will be out there for all the teams in the National Football League thanks to the ratings and the TV money and everything else that comes along with it. The Bears have money to spend, Cap, and they've got the capital and the wherewithal in the draft to make the team so much better. This is the most impactful offseason in the history of the franchise. If you go back, the 83 draft was amazing. The Bears? Yes. Yeah. If you just pull it up, there's a litany of Hall of Famers that they picked. They say it's number one or two best draft in the history of the NFL. If you look at what they can accomplish this offseason, mm-hmm. there is no reason they're not a playoff team next year. No reason. Period. That's how impactful it can be. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Hody, I saw a smirk go across your face. I'm wondering if you saw what I've seen. Uh-huh. The Chicago Bears on Twitter have put out a little news update. Yeah. We have hired Matt Pease. As defensive analyst, Matt Pease, P-E-E-S. Here's David Kaplan with more on Pease. Matt Pease. I don't like Pease. Implies the existence of a Matt Poops. (laughs) Matt Pease, your new defensive analyst. There you go. Good. 
Peace. Good. Peace. <laughs> well, you know what I say. Peace nuts. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. So there you have it, everybody. We're gonna, Matt Pease. We're going to retweet that. Matt Pease as defensive analyst. That's exactly what Eberflus needs, by the way. A Matt Pease right there to help him out on the defense. Let's go, man. That would be me. There you have it. That would be me. So I like that story. And the other story, Cap, that we have to talk about, and we'll get to your phone calls in a moment, is what happened last night. What a great night for Chicago sports. doesn't matter if you're into hockey or not, in the NHL or not, watch the Blackhawks or not. The point is, though, is that one of our own got honored, a Chicago, and not just a Blackhawk, but one of our own in Chris Chelios. meant so much as, you know, you would think that Chelios was way in the back burner while the Bulls are winning championships. No one cares. No, we were all watching everything because Chicago sports was pretty damn good in the 90s. Pretty damn good. White Sox, pretty solid, 93. The the Bulls winning championships. The Hawks playing well, especially with Chelios on there. So we had some really good times in the 90s watching top-level sports in this town. We did. We had the White Sox, 94, will be the one that always got away because of the strike. Yeah, we were supposed to beat the Expos in the World Series Championship. Or at least there to play them. That was two amazing teams. Uh, the Cubs went to the playoffs in 98. Sammy hit 66 home runs. Yep. yep. We had all the Bulls championships you mentioned. The Blackhawks lost the Stanley Cup final, albeit swept, but they got to the final yes. against Pittsburgh. I think it was Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was Pittsburgh. Yep. yep. And we had some great runs, man. But last night... Watching that ceremony, it was awesome. And a shout-out, Pat Boyle, that show that they did with all the legends coming in. So good. It, I mean, I can't get Brett to sit and watch interview shows. We did not turn it off. Boyle and NBC Sports Chicago killed it last night. Yes. The coverage was magnificent. Hey, paging Michael Reinsdorf, that's how you honor a legend, pal. That's how you do it. Do you so see what, the gift at the end? Yes. We got you another uh, jet ski. See? Here you go. That's what it's deserved. Chris Chelios. And, and on top of that, of course, the cherry on the Sunday for a t- terrific night on the west side is Patrick Kane in a Detroit Red Wing sweater. Yes, I know that sucks that our own, one, one of the greatest, and I would say the greatest Blackhawk in my lifetime, Patrick Kane, is wearing a Red Wing sweater. I get it. But not only does he get the job done, but he wins for the Red Wings, and the fans were elated at the United Center. Drop back, Jones. Jones right in, saved by him, a rebound save. Look out here. Look at this. Wide Look open. at this. Front center ice. It's Patrick Kane in Chicago. Who sets up Kane for the game winner? Alex Dobrinkin. <laughs> How perfect is that? Here's Chris Chelios. While we're on the subject of great ones from that era, I got to include him. This guy will go down as the greatest American born player. Kaner, Patrick Kane, unbelievable.
That jersey looks kind of funny, Canyon. Big row on you. <laughs> and don't worry, it'll work out in the end. You'll be standing here, same as me. But just be careful, don't go stealing my thunder today, okay? I got money on the board to shut you down. <laughs> Wait a minute. A loser for you, Eric, Shelly. <laughs> You're talking about gambling wide open on a mic. But that's how it is, man. Chelios and Patrick Kane both getting standing ovations, and rightfully so. It was so well done from the pregame festivities in the atrium to the... Chelios bringing, driving in, somebody's driving him and his mom in, in his car. That was absolutely spectacular. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number, Westmont. Here's Anthony on Cap and Jay Hood. Anthony, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, I was there at the game last night. Uh, I, I agree with Cap. Absolutely fantastic. Very well done um, for both Kane and... And Chelios, um, the tribute to Kane was absolutely fantastic. It was almost like the love of your life that dumped you, or you dumped her, and then they're very successful in their next relationship. It was very, very... Yeah, that video was awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely very well done. And what a storybook ending to that game. I would have loved it if it was the opposite way, and Bedard had won it in OT instead, but... At the minute Keane scored, it was everyone was cheering, even though he lost. So uh, just very well done, great experience. Were they you had t- a panel. They had you- a panel before the game. Yeah, uh, Rowanick was on there. Um, Ed Melfour was on there. That was awesome. It was just a great experience overall. I loved it. Were you cheering when uh, when the goal went in for uh, for Patrick Kane? I did. I stu- I, I I was wearing my Kane jersey from the Winter Classic, and I stood up. I was here. A lot of people were. It wasn't just me. It was, it was such a good experience. Uh, and he he had to do three laps around the rink because we didn't stop cheering for him um, during that first intermission where they did the video tribute for him. We wouldn't stop cheering, so we had to do three laps. See, this is how it is. And Anthony, we appreciate the telephone call. When you do right by the city, the city will do right by you. He doesn't have to pay for a drink or a meal for the rest of his life in this city. That's how it works. And deservedly so. Deservedly so. Perfect example. He's in the hated Red Wing sweater, and we're cheering him on. The Brinkett to Kane for the game winner. And it went up 20,000 people as if it was the Hawks that won the game. To quote you, so long, everybody. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, but that, that is a micro... If people don't know, Cap, that's a microcosm of our city and our fandom right there. It is. You don't even play for us anymore. I mean, it, it also works the other way where you're just booing him off the ice, but that's not how Hawks fans roll because of the three Stanley Cup championships. I'm a Savard guy. He's the greatest Blackhawk of my lifetime. That's hard to say. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's pretty amazing. Savard, what Savard, Lysiak, Larmer, Wilson, Batterman, all those great quality North Division teams that the Blackhawks put out there in the '80s. I listened as a kid on the radio to those games with Foley doing it solo, and fell in love. Before I could see what it looked like on the ice, the description was so vivid to me on the radio. And then when I got a chance to see it, I'm like, oh my god, this is as Foley says it. Like Savard is awesome. He is. Think about that. 
Spinorama. Oh. oh, it was just spectacular. And hats off to the organization. They did a great job pulling that off. Great. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Uh, Brian is in South Bend, Indiana, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Hello, Brian. Hey, guys. How you doing this morning? Good. Well, good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I got a perspective for you that uh, rewind back to the 2007 NFL draft. You had a uh, receiver prospect by the name of Calvin Johnson coming out. Hall of Fame guy, home run, just like Marvin Harrison is projected to be. Mm-hmm. And the guy that was and the guy that was selected before him, Jamarcus Russell. Everybody was frolicking at the mouth over Jamarcus Russell. He busted. He's you know he's done nothing obviously in his for his NFL career. And Calvin Johnson's in the Hall of Fame. You got to take Marvin Harrison. Figure out a way to get him. That kid's going to be awesome. And there's there's just there's just no debating it. You're an Irish you're an Irish fan, Brian. Uh, I'm actually I'm a, I'm an Ohio State fan. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Yeah, they would love to get Marvin Harrison. I just don't see a scenario how they're going to pull that off. I'd love to see it. I just just as someone who under well as someone that understands college football, your parallel for Caleb Williams to Jamarcus Russell is ridiculous, and you should be better than that. But par- I guess not. <laughs> well, I mean. You know, you know, Jay Hood. You saw Marvin Harrison. He was kicking Georgia's butt in that uh, that play, that college football playoff game until he got a concussion uh, uh-huh. of the game. What was Marvin the, what, what was the final deal. for that? I, I'm getting older. What was the final? <laughs> the the final was Marvin Harrison up by 14 when he left the game. What was the final of the game? I, I know. The, I, I know the final of the game. Uh, the final was Go Dogs. That was the name. That was the uh, final of the game. It was Go Dogs. That was the final. Correct. How about that? How about go Wolverines? <laughs> How about that? Take that. So, uh, Brian, again, that parallel is ridiculous. What you're saying is, is that you think Caleb Williams is going to be a bust because of the acclaim. And, and I will tell you right now, I can compare Jamarcus Russell in college to J- uh, Caleb Williams now. Caleb Williams is far and away the better quarterback on the college level. Break down the numbers you like. I'm talking about the ability. Correct. And the intangibles. But he's also, by his admission, Ohio State guy. Justin's an Ohio State guy. I get it. Uh, absolutely. Now, but, but, compare but, the two is ridiculous, now, as you said. Now, now, Cap, again, you can support Justin Fields, Ohio State fan, Ohio State grad, someone that has his jersey, someone that you've had a, an emotional investment in. You can do that and not crap on Caleb Williams at the same time. Correct. Can you walk and chew gum as a fan at the same time? You Again, you do it how you want to do it. What I'm saying is, is that if you probe Justin Fields, call in and say, you know what, this is the guy and here's what I see from him for the future. Instead of just putting Caleb Williams under your shoe because you saw him for one game against Notre Dame. You can't do that. I don't, I don't think that that is fair. That's not a fair analysis. Agreed. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. Were you at the United Center to see Kaner and the Red Wings against the Blackhawks? Your thoughts about um, what's happening with the Bears? Bears trading out of the number one pick? Keeping the number one pick? We're talking about it. Cap and J-Hood, weekday mornings, 7 to 10. Cap and J-Hood are back. Oh, Cap. Jay Hood, big fan, man. Bop, 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 bop. Watch out, fellas. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. 
as we talk to you about a couple of things. We've got a couple of plates spinning. One of them is talking about the Chicago Blackhawks in their night last night. Chris Chelios being honored. And Patrick Kane getting the game winner against his old team, which is just bizarre. And then on top of that, we're talking about the Bears as well. Peter King says there's a, there's a remote possibility, Cap. I don't have the quote in front of me, but the remote possibility the Bears could trade out of one. Could, could right? Yeah, his quote was... Hold on, I'll pull it up. Because he talked about that there is no... He has no um, sourcing on this. I'm, I'm trying to think of the exact word that he talked... The, he said the wind is blowing toward the Bears trading the pick. So everybody's like, oh, Peter King speaks. Look out, here we go. Look, he specifically said... I don't have any inside info on this. I just know the way the wind is blowing, the Bears could trade the number one pick. That's what he said. And I, again, I just don't see them passing on a quarterback. I don't. Unless the background work doesn't come out. And I'm hearing his background checks have been stellar. It's oh, good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. Northside, here's Jimmy on Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000. Jimmy, good morning. Jimmy, what's up? What's up, fellas? First time caller to the show. We appreciate By the way, it. I've been listening since you guys started, and uh, just a huge fan. It's great what this has become. You guys, I listen to you guys every morning. Appreciate Crack you. Me up. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and uh, I just want to qualify. You know, if the Bears pick Caleb Williams, I'm the first guy at Dino's buying my three boys jerseys, right? <laughs> I, pers- I personally believe, though, that I like the Peter King route. I find it a little interesting that he put that in his retirement piece is kind of like I don't know anything, but fits into the retirement piece. That being said, listen, that hormonal teenage rant you went on calling Justin Fields a coward. Never never called him a coward. You didn't? No. I said said, unfollowing the Bears was a coward's way out by thinking that is going to, and then going on a podcast. That's what I said. I did not call the man because he's the farthest thing from a coward. He plays through injury. He's a good dude. None of that. So I did not use that word to describe him. It was the act of unfollowing the Bears in the NFL. Okay, so it was just a stroke-like take that will now take the number one power rankings of worst Bears quarterback takes of 2023 and 2024. Because you know what, you're talking about social media. I thought you were. T- I thought maybe you, uh, Fields called Colin Coward, had him call into the show and tell tell uh, the Bears radio network that he didn't want to look like he wasn't a- or he was anti Chicago. Try and break down those negatives for you. I'm just saying. I have no idea what you're I talking. I think I think that was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the coward. Saying, the like, cow- hold on, Jimmy. The coward interview in which Colin was on with Sylvie and Jesse, says, I'm not anti-Chicago. You recall this? That's yeah. Right. yeah. You're talking about yeah. Cowherd. Yeah, Colin Cowherd. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I thought maybe that's what that's what Justin Fields did. Something like that. But in that he unfollowed a team on Instagram, a list? I, I don't even... Listen, I know t- and other players do this. Why, why would you go that route? It's divisive in an environment where these fans are going so... Di- like, they don't see the middle ground. And I'm a little surprised the station in general doesn't see the middle ground of having, you know, maybe sticking with Fields. But it's okay for everyone to have their opinion. I just thought it was out of line. 
You are entitled to your opinion. You absolutely are, Jimmy. And I, I do not regret what I said. Did I say it over the top? Yeah, I'm probably over the top for people a lot. I get that. I understand that take that I'm over the top. But I still don't understand. I want to unplug. I don't want. I'm tired of it. Caleb, Justin, Justin, get the whole deal. Oh, let me go on a podcast to become the biggest story in the country. That's not how you unplug. So that was my take. And for some people, it was bothersome. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, my, my thought on that at the time was talking about young people. And this is how young people communicate or not communicate in which hey, man, I feel like the Bears should tell me straight up whether or not I'm going to be with the team or not. And because I'm unsure, because I'm unhappy, I'm going to unfollow the Bears. I'm going to unfollow the NFL. I mean, he, he, he thinks he's cle- you know, cleansing his timeline by taking the Bears off of his timeline. He could do that. He has every right to do that. But it's still going to come up because he's a young person that's still on social media. It's still going to be able to pop up. He did that to have a declarative statement to say, that says, hey, man, am I a Bear or not? And a lot of young people do that. And again, he has every right to do that. Some people communicate and still follow the Bears or follow their team. But others will put up some kind of meme or some kind of quote or some kind of or something that's inspirational to try to hide and mask how they really feel. Justin Fields is in kind of like in the middle right now. He's like, am I going to be with the Bears? Or am I not going to be with the Bears? And this is what young people do. They will unfollow and make a statement by doing that. Yeah, I found it curious that when Shane Waldron met the media, have you met with Justin yet? No, we've exchanged text messages. Really? Yeah. He lives in Lake Forest or Lake Bluff or one of them right up there. Mm -hmm. You're at Hallis Hall. He's your starting quarterback, and you guys haven't gotten together for coffee or a sit-down in the office or put the film. Nothing? That was. I found that to be very curious. Frank is in Niles on Cap and J Hood on ESPN 1000. Hi, Frank. Hey guys, how, how y'all doing? Um, Good man. I, I um I I agree with the last caller in a way. Um, I feel like um, Justin he in that same interview he expressed his want to be in Chicago. I yes, don't he did. He there. did. I want I want to stay here. So for you to say what you said to him to me was out of bounds because. You're talking about how he deals with his mental health. I don't recall you saying that when Trubisky was talking about cut the TV off. I don't remember you clowning him for that. I remember everybody else clowning him. I don't remember you in particular clowning him because that was your guy. Um, my point is is that there's no way that you can look at, don't see any way that you can look at what Justin Fields has been through in his time in Chicago, mm-hmm. the hard work that he's put in, the improvement that he's given – and not look at all of the factors. You can look at all the factors about why Caleb is good and this and that and the third, but let's look at everything that happened. Those wide receivers didn't get separation most of the time. You're correct. No, what was going on with him? And, I don't know what happened with him and Mooney. Apparently that feels like that was something between those two. I don't know if he was mad because DJ was there, whatever it is, but they, they lost the connection that they had before. Um, and, Cole caught everything darn near, so you know what I mean? But my point is that he had no help in a lot of areas. And so for you to be like, oh, well, so what? Um, let's just move on from him. I get the fact that, yeah, if they didn't have the number one pick, that they probably wouldn't be – we wouldn't be having this conversation. I understand that. So 
yeah, you don't have to tear down Caleb because I actually lo- I love Kinda, but I'm and I'm the same as the other caller. When, if they if and when they do trade Justin, I'm going to go get a Caleb Williams jersey. That's not the problem. The problem is is that I know that this guy wants to be here, and I believe in his I believe in him, and I believe in his growth and his effort to grow. Right, and so when people try to knock him down and say, "Oh well, this and that and the third, no, it's not Justin's fault, and I think even the team knows that. Hey, you weren't put in the best situation. I don't right? disagree with that at all, Frank. They might trade him somewhere. Frank, huh? you're, you are a hundred percent right. He was not put in a great situation to succeed. Well, he's not. Well, yeah. you're, well Frank, you're ninety percent right because the other ten percent is is that Fields is the one with the ball. And so, and so, and when you and when you underachieve, when you underachieve, hold on a second, I'm almost almost done. When you when you when you underachieve, it's on everybody. It's on the quarterback. It's on the offensive coordinator. It's on the head coach. It's the offensive line. All of it does not work. The one thing that I can't do as a fan is to put Fields in a little special box and then blame everybody else. Oh no no no, and that's not and and that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that Fields has his flaws on his own. I'm not saying that he's he's perfect. But what I'm saying is when we look at the complete evaluation, let's look at the complete evaluation and say, okay, this is why this is this way, right? Let's look at everything and say, okay, well, that's why most of the time when you look at what's going on, the coaches, the, the former players and the coaches, they're the ones saying, hey, guys, keep Justin. Who's telling us to, 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 to trade him? You guys, the journalists and the scouts. And those and the insiders, no. but the but the former players and the former coaches, most of those guys are saying, "Hey, keep Justin." And the ones who are saying trade him are saying trade him as a joke to Chicago because they're saying you guys misused him. Well, they're not Kurt, saying trade Kurt, him because he's not a good player. Well, Kurt, they're saying trade him because you guys don't know what to do with him. Kurt Warner came. Saying. Kurt Warner came out and said, "If we're still asking this question going into year four, I would move on and get another quarterback." Kurt yeah. Warner's a pretty darn good analyst uh, in terms of looking at that well, Kurt position. Kurt Warner doesn't watch Bears football every week, and he's not seeing the separation. No, he watches he's, he's every looking, game on tape. What he, sees. he watched from, from, every from Frank. He watched every single game on tape. He went down and broke down the tape. He would okay. move on. That's that's okay. his opinion. Not everyone feels that way. Rex Ryan would trade the pick. Uh, who was the other one that said at ESPN? Mike Tannenbaum, I think, would draft a quarterback. Yes. Who's the other one, though? There was another fairly big name on there who said they would keep Justin and trade the pick for a haul. There's a bunch of them. And, and once again, Frank is like some others that will discount someone else's opinion to bolster their own. Like, well, well he, he's not a Bears fan. He doesn't wear a Bears jersey, so how, what does he know? Well, their, their, their job is to break down everyone in the National Football League, especially at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. What do you think Kurt Warner's expertise is? Right. <laughs> like, I mean, that, that's, that's my point, Cap. It's like everyone has a right to their opinion. You can agree or disagree with it, but this whole thing of you pressing down someone else's opinion because, well, they're not in Chicago or they now don't have a Bears uniform, is nonsense. It's always has been. Agreed. You can live in Portland, Oregon, and still break down every Bears team. You, you, could, you could be like in Bangor, Maine, and still break, out, break down everything from the Chicago Bears, everything from the quarterback position. That is correct. So because, you know why? Because there's film everywhere. That is correct. And if you're paid to be able to break this down, don't, part, don't push Kurt Warner or others to the side. And it's like, well, he doesn't know. He doesn't, he's, he doesn't cover the Bears. He's not in a, in a reporter. He doesn't have to be. He breaks down quarterbacks and breaks down the NFL for a living. <laughs> like, like Agreed. Just, that's, like, that's the part I just don't understand. 
Look, I, I'm, wel- I'm welcome to everyone's opinion, but then when you turn a blind eye to someone else's, especially when they get paid for it and they're an analyst, that makes no sense to me. This is an amazing topic for what we do for a living. Yes. It is. Every day there's a different story. And now we get the combine coming up. Waddle and Sylvie will be down there, and they'll give you great content. I think they're doing shows. I think Shay said Thursday, Friday from down there. There'll be great content. Can't wait. I'm also excited for when this decision finally happens. The draft happens. We're at Soldier Field, and we cover it, and here's what the future is. Whether that is Justin in his number one Bears jersey, Caleb Williams, Drake, May, or you. Three one two three, not me. Three one two three three two. ESPN probably put you at tackle. That's fine. When I when I come back to this world, I'll be on the offensive line or long snapper, left tackle. Because I like lemonade and sitting in the shade during practice. Wow. <laughs> Captain J Hood, weekday morning seven to ten. Here's today's headlines. Headline with Captain J Hood. Blackhawks lost last night at the United Center after they raised Chris Chelios' number seven sweater to the rafters before the game. It was Patrick Kane in his return to Chicago, netting the overtime game winner for the Red Wings off a pass from the cat, Alex DeBrinkett. They beat the Hawks 3-2. Bulls picked up a road win, a good one in New Orleans yesterday, 114-106. DeMar DeRozan led the way with 24. Nikola Vucevic was outstanding with 22 and double-figure boards. Io DeSumo scored 21, had 8 assists. Bulls improved to 27 and 30. Patrick Williams officially out for the season. He elected to have foot surgery. And Peter King announced his retirement from writing his weekly Football Morning in America column this morning. In the same article, he said he supposes the Bears will trade the number of picks, saying, quote, I know nothing. But I know which way the wind is blowing. Jay Moore! Hey, it's Tukey Toussaint. You're listening to Captain Jay Hood on ESPN Chicago. The home of the Chicago White Sox. It's the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. From the Bengals Twitter feed, we have designated wide receiver T. Higgins as our franchise player. So T. Higgins locked in with the Bengals. Moving and shaking around the NFL. It is. And, I mean, that literally that news dropped about the salary cap, and it was game on, tag him, going nowhere. So forget about T. Higgins as a bear. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. As we go back to the phone lines and talk to you, we've got a lot of things, talk, we got a lot of things going this morning, talking about Chris Chelios, his number retired. You know, people celebrating Chris Chelios, and rightfully so. Patrick Kane with the game winner against the Blackhawks in a Detroit Red Wing sweater. It's crazy. And then, of course, with the Bears, you know, it's combine week. So this is where movers and shakers get a chance to talk. And who knows if there's going to be movement in Lake Forest with the Bears this week. Yeah, there's just so much going on. I mean, I'll keep waiting for Snorling the Oak. Cubs sign Matt Chapman. Bears trade Justin Fields. This happened. That happened. It's just crazy. Any sack news? <laughs> that was great. None? Okay. <laughs> 312-332-ESPN three, is our phone number. How about the Bull Tour? Let's go to Phoenix. Here's John on ESPN 1000. John, good morning. Hey, good morning, boys. Uh, you guys are awesome. I listen to you every morning. Appreciate you. you. what you guys do. Thank you, John. Yeah, I have a comment, and then I'll ask you guys a question. So, Cap, I, I know you were happy when, when Bellinger signed, and isn't it nice to have a – 
the Cubs sign a, a Boris a, a Boris represented player to a team friendly deal. That was a, that was a victory I took yesterday. Yeah, it was um, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I, I jumped up and down. I was like, finally. Um, but I want your guys' opinion. So the no BS tour that Grant Pippen and Longmire are going on. To me, I've lost respect over the past couple of years for Scottie Pippen. He seems like an like a scorned ex-girlfriend, right? Because a lot of people say, well, Jordan never would have won without Pippen. I agree. But does Pippen ever become the player he became, became if he goes to the Supersonics and didn't play alongside of Michael Jordan? So I'd love to hear your guys' take on this no BS tour. Is it a money grab? Is it a you know, boo-hoo, crybaby grab. Like, what What? What do you guys think? So, there's a young man. Well, he's not young anymore. He's in his 50s. His name is Eddie Cox. And he was known at Farragut, a really good player, as Fat Eddie Cox. And that guy was all city, hell of a player. And I became very close to him. I tried to recruit him to Northern. He ended up going to a JUCO. I left. And he ended up playing, I want to say, like, at North Dakota. And then played pro in Australia. So Fat Eddie and I stay in touch. Well, he called me the other day. He said, guess where I'm going? He lives in Melbourne. He's been there 25 years. Like, think I'm moving back to the west side. I can live here. He loves Australia. He was going to pick Scotty up at the hotel because he's one of the basketball guys in Australia. So he texted me yesterday. Cap, I've been to both events of the No Bulls. None of the guys dogged MJ or any of the other players. It was all feel-good stuff. And then he sent me a video just of them leaving. Thank you to all of them. There were thousands of people there, and they all waved and walked off the uh, stage together. Luke Longley, Scotty, and Horace. And everything I've read, researched, heard, there was not one negative comment about Michael, which I was really glad to hear because when you hear the No Bull Tour... You think, uh-oh, where's this thing headed, right? Mm-hmm. So it was good to hear. I'm hearing you didn't draw well. I know one night they tried to sell 10,000 tickets. They got 4,000 sold. Uh-huh. They paid Scotty $1.2 million to be there for two different trips that he did. I know the WWE's in Perth, and I don't know how far Perth is from Melbourne or some of the other places where the No Bull Tour took place, but that was a tough weekend to do that. Because all the eyes was on WWE in in Australia that weekend. Um, so WWE, well, hold on a second, because I know it's massive. Yeah, it's that big in Australia. Yeah, they had a pay per view uh, Saturday. Yeah, 50, that's amazing. Fifty thousand people. That is insane. <laughs> yeah, in Australia. So it, it was on like at four in the morning Chicago time. That's incredible. So, but I mean, still drawn over there too. Did you get up? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I did was, you use your TiVo? Is that one of our callers <laughs> no, called I in and not, said I TiVo? Did not TiVo. Use my TiVo. Fast asleep at the uh, at the hotel in Terre Haute. Nice and warm. Nice and cozy. There you go. There in Terra and beautiful Terra Terra Dice, as they call it. Uh, as we're talking a little basketball here, I'm very disappointed that you did not. You listed the big things this weekend. The Justin stuffs coming up. Yeah. Cody Bellinger, uh, Chris Chelios night. Sacks. What about Andrew Funk? Cock, cock, kaboom. Michael to Scotty will hold and luck. Andrew Funk is a big deal. Neil? We've known Neil for a long time. Not Neil. Andrew. Huh? He's like, who's he talking about? 
The Bulls have signed guard Andrew Funk on a two-way deal off of Denver Grand Rapids Gold G League team. He's one of the top three-point shooters in the league for almost 40%, nine threes a game. Hey, we got a human body. We made a deal. <laughs> this, is, this is why this is why the Bulls are who they are. They got Neil Funk's kid to try to help out the ball club. He, they're not related. You sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> Davenport, Iowa, listing on the ESPN Chicago app. Here is Austin on ESPN 1000. Austin, good morning. Hey, good morning, fellas. Thanks for having me on. I always love your show. You guys do a phenomenal job. Appreciate you, man. You. Thank you, sir. Heck yeah. Uh, just got one thing I want to talk about with polls in this whole scenario. Maybe this guy is an amazing poker player, and he's got to play poker and not show his hand a little longer because maybe there's not a lot of interest in fields, and that's kind of a nightmare scenario for me because I'm definitely a person who wants to take the best quarterback available in Williams or May. I mean, what do you do if you get stuck with no interest with Justin Fields? That is an issue, and we discussed that a little bit last week, Hoodie and I. If you look at the teams that are out there, if you're New England, are you passing on a quarterback at three and trading for Justin for obviously not number three for a lower package? If you are Washington, are you passing on a quarterback at two or trading for Justin? If you're Atlanta, are you hitching your wagon to Justin? Does it sound like the Steelers are as interested as maybe had been speculated? So where is the landing spot for him that he goes in as the clear-cut starter, Johnny? That's the question. I agree. That's a, ter- that's a terrifying position, I think. I, I, I couldn't, uh, that would be tough for, for Ryan Poles, no doubt. I mean, I mean look, we, I think it, the teams are still the same. It's Pittsburgh. It's Atlanta. It's, it's New England. Teams that need a quarterback. And, and by the way, Poles would never think about the number one pick in Caleb Williams unless he thought he can get a suitor. Someone's wondering about Justin Fields. He's not, he's not looking to trade him this week or the last couple of weeks. I'm sure this has been in the works for a while. Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean he would never think about Caleb Williams if he didn't have a suitor? Explain that to me. Well, I mean, you're trying to trade Justin Fields, mm-hmm. okay? Caleb Williams, yes, he'd be there. But as far as Justin Fields and trading him and making sure they're both not both on the roster, I'm sure that he's had a lot of conversations with, with teams to move on from Fields. Correct. Now, if the package isn't good enough, it cannot dissuade you from doing what you think is best. If you think what is best is to draft Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. you got to get whatever you can get and move on. I'm sure what I'm saying is I'm sure that he's asked, maybe even at the end of the regular season, maybe in, maybe in November, December, who knows, to say, would you be interested in Justin Fields? I'm sure he has, because I think that he had his mind made up, knowing that this team was not going to be a playoff team with Justin. I, he probably saw enough at some point and said, okay, let me pick up the phone and just find out. If, then when they found out they solidified the number one pick, it's like, well, that's going to have to be Caleb Williams because he's going to be the best player on the board. Agreed. But what I'm saying is, is that he had to find out, all right, who's out there first? So that way, you won't, we won't have Justin and Caleb on the roster at the same time. What if he can't get a second-round pick for him? You're looking to move on. That's you, what you, I you're, think. You're trying to get, yeah, I mean, if you're Ryan Poles, you're looking to move on. Clearly, that's where they're going. 
And uh, beggars can't be choosers. Okay. If, if really you just want Caleb Williams and Bajent and someone else on the roster as a veteran quarterback, then you do you get the best deal possible. I wonder if there's a scenario, Snorling, hear me out here. wonder if there's a scenario, Johnny, hmm. that he gives somebody Justin... And to maximize the draft capital he gets back, he agrees to take on a larger salary than they could possibly handle. Like, it, it, I don't know. Like, if there's a team that has cap issues, mm-hmm. it says we'd like Justin, but if, to do that, you got to take this player because we can't pay him. I'm sure that's on the table. I'm sure it's on the table. And by the way, if that player is someone that could fill a hole for you. That's what I mean. Then you got that, $90 million in cap space if you're restructuring all this stuff. you got a chance to do whatever it is you want. This is what happens when you have the number one pick in the draft. You control the narrative. Correct. You've got the world by the balls when you have the number one pick again in the NFL. That is correct. Cap and J-Hood cut of the day is right around the corner on Chicago's Home for Sports. You're listening to Cap and J-Hood. Follow the show on Instagram at the Catman and at IGJ Hood. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Now time for the Cap and J Hood cut of the day. That is brought to you by the best meal in town, Chicago Cut Steakhouse. When you walk in, say, I want to see David Flom. I want to see Matt Moore. I want to tell them how awesome this place is. And with the weather getting to 70, you might want to be right around that patio area. It's awesome. Jay Moore! Yo! Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! And that team is going to the playoffs next season. I'm telling you they are. Yeah, well, I mean, when you got a handsome head coach like Matt Eberflus, you could see it now. It's much love more, it. It's much more clear now. I love it. Yes. Yeah, I love it. A little mustache and a little uh, goatee, a little beard happening there. That would be me. I can see it now. Yeah, that's why I didn't shave my head this weekend. Uh-huh. Wife's out of town. Uh, figured eh, Flus tried a little extra hair. Maybe I'll grow my hair back. <laughs> the very attractive Matt Eberflus. All of a sudden, you walk in the bar, comes in looking like a five, but when the lights come on late at night, now with a little beard, a little, a little uh, mustache, he's an 11. Uh, and that's all, folks. The Cap and J-Hood cut of the day. Chicago Cut Steakhouse, LaSalle, north side of the Chicago River. It's a Monday. Monday's always a good day for a salad. Eat a little lighter, go with the lobster salad with the champagne vinaigrette dressing. Today is National Set a Good Example Day. National Set a Good Example Day. Could you do that today? Yeah, I did that this morning. Yeah, what's that? I got up like 4.30, like I always do. And I said to the dogs, because Mindy's out of town, boys, no accidents. Here's where we go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom. Then I walked them outside. So you set a good example by showing them that to, to show them how to pee, or that I didn't go all over the floor. Uh huh. Went see. in the bathroom. I see uh, that you were able to uh, hit the little round thing, the toilet. Yes, and not miss. Correct. Okay. Correct. <laughs> so, so the dogs they uh, were observant. They were watching you do this. Very good. Uh huh. Yes. And they said, "Okay, I know how to do this now." And they crossed their legs and waited, and then oh. I walked them down. 
opened up the back sliding door. Out they went, did their business, came in, game on. Hmm. They don't use your toilet with the with the newspaper and the half glasses sitting Correct. there watching? Correct. Close the door, Dad. I'm doing my business. Did you see what happened in the horoscopes today? You know I'm a Pisces. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You would freak out if you saw that. Your dog acting like you. Sitting on the toilet. Yes. <laughs> Legs crossed. Oh, my God. Can you believe this old woman died? She was 98. Huh. Didn't have a penny. Anyway. <laughs> Let's see what the Cubs are doing. Take that. I mean, could you imagine if that was your dogs? Acting, acting like you? Be incredible. <laughs> no, it would not. You'd run out of there screaming. Be incredible. <laughs> it's, your dog's acting like you. 312-332 ESP is our full number. Putting their, clapping their paws together. Time for the recap. Game on. <laughs> Let's go. Ron in Memphis, Tennessee, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Ron, good morning. Good morning, guys. I want to say great show, great show, first of all. Thank you. And, uh, Cap, I love you, man. You got the best fanhood I've ever seen. You're the go-to fanhood. You keep doing that. And, and, and You're please, the man. watch them. Please keep watching them. I just wanted to say Justin Fields' body of work. He has a body of work of 10 and 28. What if his body of work was 28 and 10? Would we be having this conversation at all? Probably not. No. They also wouldn't have the number one pick. That's true. Then the Bears That's true. Be- My favorite line in Starship Troopers is, you're the man until you're dead or somebody better comes along. So we're saying Caleb Williams is our somebody better. I mean, don't, I, I'm, a Bear, I'm a Justin Fields man, but I'm a Bears fan. I love his athleticism. I love his pocket presence. Not too crazy about his ability to read. And it's, it's his body of work is 10 to 28, and that's losing. And I'm tired of that. You just, you're like me, man. I, if they made you the quarterback, I'm cheering for the Bears. So I want you to be good. Ron, we appreciate the phone call. There's a guy that I can sit down in Beale Street, have some ribs, and talk Bears football with. Ron in Memphis. Ribs from the rendezvous. The best. Oh. Yeah. Elvis's favorite down in Memphis. Okay. That's one place I'd skip then. We thank you for listening and calling what? in and being part of the Best program. Best ribs in town, baby. I'm, yeah, I'm a Jerry Lawler guy myself as we will continue to take you. Thank you for being with us here on Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000. Thank you, Shay. Thank you, Jay Moore. And thank you so much for watching and uh, listening to the show. How about we do this again tomorrow at 7? That sounds like a plan there, Jonathan. Have a wonderful day. So long, everybody. Take that. From Chicago. <laughs>